0: Good morning, everyone. It's uh, Monday, March 15th. I hope everybody had a chance to watch Selection Sunday and is uh, picking their basketball brackets this week. We'll get into March Madness. Everybody's, of course, excited about that. And one of the greatest holidays of all time, St. Patrick's Day, coming this Wednesday. But let's get into economic and market commentary for the week. As a reminder, everything you're about to see and or hear is designed for use with both investors and financial advisors. Of course, each are expected to make their own investment decisions. Nothing contained in this presentation should be treated as investment advice. There are no recommendations for the purchase or sale of any securities, no tax advice, et cetera, et cetera. Let's get into it. Another phenomenal week for equity. And just blowing out the door, small cap and mid cap stocks, really having a great year up 15% on mid cap, 25% on the small cap S&P 600 index. This is a lot to do with stimulus. It has a lot to do with reopening and the the waning of the COVID pandemic on our lives. As slow, slow as it seems, slowly as it seems to be going, The data is definitely waning, and we'll show you some of that as we progress here today. The other thing, of course, that's happening is that interest rates are creeping higher. That's sending bond markets a little bit lower. The aggregate bond index down 3.35 year-to-date. Long-dated treasuries down almost 14% on a year-to-date basis. Uh, But the economy is strong. and That's another one of the reasons interest rates are creeping a little higher bonds are creeping a little lower. Uh, The strength on this reopening is better than expected. It does call to question the need for fiscal stimulus given the debt level of the federal government, but the decision has been made, it is happening, stimulus checks are going out. Wholesale inventories rose in the month of January by a pretty big number, you can see that, 1.3%. It was right in line with expectations. But wholesale sales gained almost 5%. That's about five, more than five times the estimate. The inventory to sales ratio is now the lowest since 2018. That gets low when sales are going out the door faster than inventories can be built. as a sign of a strengthening economy. Small businesses seem to agree their optimism rose, although still well off the pre-coronavirus level highs, But it rose to 95.8, according to the National Federation of Independent Businesses. Now, all of this borrowing, all of this spending, massive amounts of liquidity, to quote the great economist Milton Friedman, inflation is always and everywhere a monetary phenomena, The Fed is saying this time around, we don't care. We're willing to let inflation numbers rise because we want to combat the very high levels of unemployment, the lower end of the wage scale in the country. Talk about the wealth gap or the gap between the rich and the poor and the high earners and the low earners. It's as great as it's ever been because of the coronavirus pandemic, the forced shutdowns Uh, in some very high population states like California. The CPI is beginning to rise, it rose four tenths of a percent, is now up 1.7 year over year. The core CPI, much more important, 1.3% year over year, below the Fed's target of 2%, so the Fed feels comfortable. Years ago, all through my career as a money manager, when this number was rising, the Fed began to hike rates. They wanted to preempt crossing that 2% line. Even with those preemptive hikes, you can see it did cross the 2% line many times. This time around, they're saying, We don't care. We're going to allow it to go above 2% because we're trying to stimulate employment growth. The PPI or producer price index has already blown through that 2% target. February PPI rose a half a percent now almost up three percent from a year-over-year basis now to be fair year-over-year we have prices plummeting because things were shutting down but that was really march not so much february a little bit in february core ppi is up 2.5 percent on a year-over-year basis that's the one to watch The Fed is telling us, the Fed economists, the Fed voting members are telling us they believe this and the CPI increase, which will likely go above two soon, that they are transitory in nature, likely to pass. They're fully committed to the easy money, uh, the easy money, abundant money uh, philosophy for the time being. Weekly claims for unemployment fell from 754,000 down to 712, that's better than expected, so that was certainly good. But they're about double, a little more than double, where they should be in a healthy economy. We were well below 300,000 in the first quarter on a weekly basis, in the first quarter of 2020, prior to the coronavirus pandemic. So even though things are reopening, even though things are moving back towards normal, there, are still, uh, there is still tremendous slack in the labor market. Continuing claims did fall again. We're happy about that, fell from 4.3 to 4.1 million. We got some more good news from JOLTS, that's the jobs opening report that is put out by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, that's a governmental agency. You can see the pre-pandemic, really high numbers, all above 7 million, we're getting really close. 6.9 million job openings, 6.9 million job openings in January. Estimate is about 6.7. We're going to start going back maybe next month, showing you the, the the gap between the openings and the unemployed. The openings and the unemployed, that number is starting to get big again. That is suggestive of future hiring. That is suggestive that the Fed and everybody, of course, will be getting what we want, which is more people working. Although there are now very significant economic questions about the $1.9 trillion uh, spending package passed by Congress, signed by President Biden last week, whether or not there are disincentives to return to work in there. Clearly, there are different level for different people, but there are definitely disincentives to return for work for those at the lower end of the earning spectrum. University of Michigan's consumer sentiment report came out for the month of March, and it rose—a nice big little, nice big bump there, from uh, 77 to about 83, still below, well below, you know, pre-pandemic levels. But the trend is starting to develop; a higher trend starting to develop just a little bit. I think the good news, all the good news last week was the economic data was good. But really, what we're seeing is in some of these activity metrics for americans as uh, vaccines become more available hospitalizations are way down we are seeing activity start to happen the return to air travel this is the numbers of people going through the tsa checkpoints prior to the pandemic we were looking at two million a day back in early january right after christmas holiday we had a 1.5 we're now getting these 1.3 1.4 numbers without you know, the, the Christmas holiday or Thanksgiving holiday, Now it seems more likely than not that this number is going to continue to trend higher as vaccines take shape, as uh, things open, reopen, et cetera. So we're very happy that air travel is on an uptrend. Um, in addition to air travel, we've got data from Apple. They started publishing this uh, for the help of all of us. They started publishing this is the mobility data from the iPhone when people ask for um, directions. It could be by driving, could be by walking, could be by public transit, but the year over year number here in the United States is about 24%, or excuse me, since January of 2020. That's when the data started going down and people started getting shut in. Obviously it hit the hardest in March of 2020, but we're 24% higher than we were in January of 2020. Part of this is a secular trend in the adoption of technology, but a lot of this has to do with the shutdown and the related reopening. You can see Germany, UK, and Italy all still down considerably further behind the US in terms of the reopening and the vaccination. The best news of all is that COVID and influenza hospitalizations, they are lumped together for the purpose of this statistic, The and influenza is de minimis amount now because of the shutdowns, but COVID and influenza hospitalizations are down about 60% from their peak in January and at a very rapid rate of descent, actually even quicker perhaps than the the rapid rise from October to December. Very good news indeed. That is what's getting people more confident, the ability to go out, out and about, even starting to see some small, very small reopening signs out here in uh, California. And stocks are really appreciative of all this. You can see I just picked randomly, there's no rhyme or reason to this, for what I would call reopening stocks, starting with Delta Airlines. You can see here up about 45% in the last year, followed by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse for a restaurant stock, 215. Marriott Hotels, there's the orange line, and Carnival Cruise there, there's the the pink line. So you can see all of the stocks really starting to respond uh, to the the movement towards uh, reopening. Of course, there's concern about variants. Of course, there's concern about resurgences and future lockdowns. This is not our first rodeo. We had this a couple of times last year where restrictions were uh, released and then the tourniquet was tightened once again. Uh, So far this morning, we have had the the March New York State or Empire State manufacturing reading. It blew the doors off, came in at 17, not 14 and a half. We're happy about that. Import and export prices, retail sales, production and capacity, along with business inventories and housing. A housing market index above 50 is expansion, so 84. Housing is just continuing to boom. We'll find out more about housing on Wednesday with housing starts and permits. Fed meeting Tuesday and Wednesday, no chance of a rate hike in my view on Wednesday. Weekly jobs claims, boy, it would be nice to see it get below 700 and start heading back down toward that 300 level. Philly Fed, which is similar to the New York State Manufacturing Index, if that one blew it out, this one's likely to do the same. Nothing on Friday. I wish everybody a very happy week, a happy St. Patrick's Day, and a happy March Madness Basketball Tournament. For the record, go Gonzaga. That's my prediction.